Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. When a Jehovah's Witness comes a-knocking, we want to talk to you about something else you might be able to bring up to them. And with me to discuss this is none other than the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California, Pastor Joe Schimmel. Chad, yes, yes. In the last episode, we talked about various ways to witness to them. We plan on getting into this as one of the ways, because it's, I think this is one of the one of the most effective ways to witness to Joe Witnesses is regarding to who the 144,000 are. Are they being led astray or are they in the light in regard to this issue? Because the, the one wonderful way about witnessing the cults, Chad, is since their leaders claim to be somewhat you know, infallible, uh, when you're able to prove that the cultic teaching is wrong in an area, that's a strand that can be pulled and the whole edifice you know, falls to pieces, to mix metaphors a little bit. Because uh, you can find a weakness, if you can find false prophecies and what have you, which you can. And now, of course, the Watchtower with regard to false prophecies will say, well, we're just coming in greater and greater light, but they can't do that because they claim to be Jehovah's prophet and they claim, Deuteronomy 18, they've admitted there's false prophecies, you're a false prophet. They can't backtrack now and say, oh, well, really not the false prophet. Because So that's one way to effectively minister to Jehovah's Witnesses to bring them to Christ. But one way that's very effective is to deal with 144,000. Yeah, and when we look at this topic, as well as others, and as Joe mentioned, the most important thing, I think, for you, for those who are not Jehovah's Witness that might be tuning into this, and I know they're not supposed to be watching our material, uh, but nonetheless, the ones who are not, those believers— One of the most important and effective ways is not simply just listening to our teachings on this, but it's to know the Scripture yourself. Know the genuine article of Scripture so when things are pulled so clearly out of context and are given new meaning that you can go, wait a second, I know the original article, so I can see the defect here. I can see that this doesn't line up with what is clearly taught in Scripture. And I think Joe would say the same thing as myself because— you came in contact with Jehovah's Witness right away after you came to the Lord. I came in contact with Jehovah's Witness and Mormons immediately after I came to Christ, and they were coming to the door. They were coming to my grandfather's door, specifically when it came to Jehovah's Witness, and I was having to have conversations. Did I know every doctrine and everything that Charles Taze Russell and the Watchtower Society? No, but I did know the scriptures. So when things were brought up, we were able to say, wait a second, no, 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 but the scripture says this here. Mm. And I think that's important to get across as well as you guys get to delve in a little bit and learn a little bit more about their teachings. And with that, Joe, before I kick it back to you, I just want to encourage you guys, make sure to like this video. This gets it up there so more and more people could see. It could get more eyeballs. Yep. And also subscribe to the channel because we always have new things coming up. We always want to make sure that we're getting out materials so that people in the body of Christ can grow, and also we can bring the gospel to as many people as possible. And that means also, if you're listening via podcast, make sure to leave leave a review, whether you're on Spotify or Podbean or any other format. So, Joe, with all of that, when the Jehovah's Witness come a-knocking at the door or we see them walking down the street in their suit and tie and long dresses or whatever it may be, see them holding the briefcase usually, 
What's something this this other way you're talking about this mentioning the 144,000 rather than hey these are false prophecies hey Charles Tezosel uh, and other interpreters of, is Jesus God you know uh, is Jesus God effective ways and as we'll, we'll get to that later this episode too Joe so um, but what is a way that we can say hey here's another way another angle you can use because Jesus witnessed a ton of different ways yeah, right absolutely. the way he witnessed to the Sadducees the way he witnessed to the Pharisees the way he witnessed to the woman at the well was a little bit different, but it always goes back to truth. So, Amen. Joe, how can we do this with 144,000? Amen. I found myself witnessing to them in many ways, and I think uh, one of the most effective ways you can share with them, and this will hopefully be very helpful, is bring up the 144,000. Because most Jehovah's Witnesses today, especially, you know, don't claim to be among the 144,000. Uh, in fact, that number had been sealed where nobody else could become one. It was thought years ago, but they keep changing the date, right? Which we'll get into that a little bit. And realize, let them know that they've been alienated by, is it possible, is it just possible uh, that your organization that you is giving you study helps and so forth, that they're leading you astray, that they're actually keeping you from Jesus. They're keeping you from heaven. They're keeping you from being among the heavenly host. And uh, and then ask them the question. I mentioned this last episode when we talked about the Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, it, you know, if you were put on an island, dropped an island without any Watchtower hopes, helps without having any of the information. I've never heard of them before with just your Bible. Challenge them and say, I can guarantee you, actually, you would not come to the conclusions that you have regarding the 144,000 because they teach, Chad, that only the 144,000 are the anointed ones that have the Holy Spirit, you know, in and, and, and a special way and, and that they're the heavenly class. And, you know, outside of them, the other Jehovah's Witnesses are part of the great multitude or as they call them, the great crowd, and they can't go to heaven. They'll just be banished to earth forever. Uh, and, uh, you know, they'll have to, they're not even saved yet, man. They've got to go through the great test before they could even have eternal life and so forth. Uh, so they may or may not be saved in the end. So it's really interesting. Uh, when you talk to them about this, you basically let them know to scrutinize the movement that's teaching them that they're being kept from being, having a heavenly hope. So it's interesting because from the get-go, you can let them know, do you take it literally as there's 144,000, literally that will be sealed? according to Revelation chapter 7, and they'll say, oh, yeah, I take that literally. Okay, well, let's take that literally and then point out to them that it also says that's 140,000 males, men. Well, they don't limit it to men. It's male or female. My first understanding of this doctrine, when I was when I got a knock at the door, usually they come in twos, but it was one older lady who was a Greek woman, and uh, I, I told her who I was because she was saying she's a witness and everything, I said, hey, I've been born again. I'm, I love Jesus. I'm a Christian. I was really new in the faith and ended up meeting with a lot of JWs and a lot of Mormons early on in my Christian walk and just got my Bible out. And it makes you learn your Bible real quick. And when I said I was born again, she said, well, so am I, but I don't brag about it. And I thought, brag about it. I'm just happy. I'm born again. I'm saved. And then she explained that she's one of the 140,000 and only they are the born again ones. I thought, ooh, wow. That was my first, in, you know, uh, coming into knowledge of what they taught on that. and But when you take them through the scripture, they're men, because I was already in the book of Revelation as a new Christian, you know, they're males. Uh, they're, they're not only males, but they're virgins when you look at Revelation chapter 14. Uh, I don't think she, I think she was a mother. She wasn't a male and she wasn't a virgin. And they also, Chad, they're Jews. They're, they're from the 12 tribes of Israel. She was Greek, she wasn't Jewish. She struck out, strike one, two, and three. Uh, she was not definitely one, not one of the 144,000, you know? And I thought, man, she's out of there. And 
what you can do is you can say, okay, and set them up by saying, so you take it literally that there'll be literally 140,000 sealed? And they'll say yes every time. And then take them to the scripture and read it, read it to them. In Revelation chapter 14, verse 4, it says, it is these who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are virgins. Wow. Revelation 7, 4, then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. So uh, they're men, not defiled with women. They're virgins. They've been uh, chosen from Israel. Now, the problem with this is the Watchtower is teaching that only these folks go to heaven. So you let the Watchtower person you're talking to realize, because they're usually not claiming to be one of thousand, that, man, actually Paul promised us heaven, all Christians. He wrote to the Christians at Corinth, he might say, and the Christians at Corinth, they had some problems too. I mean, they were going through a lot of, if you read 1 Corinthians, it was a pretty messed up church, but he addresses them as saints. And look at what Paul says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, in this physical tent, right, we are away from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and be home with the Lord. And Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So this wasn't given just as a hope to some mysterious 144,000. This was given to genuine believers. And we'll continue on this, but I want Chad to comment. No, I, it's one of those things, and this is why why we want to bring this up, because it's heartbreaking. It's yeah, heartbreaking absolutely. that that somebody can get involved in this cult, and it, it really is sad. And one of the things you had mentioned with going to the convention and so forth at Dodger Stadium, we went, uh, my now wife, but at the time uh, we were courting at the time, and a couple of other um, brothers in Christ, and we said, we're going to go to the convention, which is now in Long Beach, is typically where it takes place. And we were brokenhearted because we were shunned. And that, by the way, is another tactic Shunning, by them. Yeah. Shunning is one is so big when it comes to those who are in Jehovah's Witness and a lot of the people that are being hurt. Uh, I mean, it is really sad. We had members from our church here who went with their neighbor to Kingdom Hall and they had to introduce themselves as one of the people that is not actually that's backslidden and not following every time they said hello. I mean, it just really sad. And this is just another aspect of them, by the way, having, it's it's always interesting, it always goes back to secret knowledge and so forth. But you think about that, Joe, all time, forever, 144,000 people, they're the only ones who are born again. All, all time. The ones that go to heaven. The yeah. billions, the ones that go to heaven. The billions of, of people that have existed and only these 144,000. I mean, that is really heartbreaking and it shows you uh, really, it's very cult-like mentally, oh, yeah, and this is absolutely. why I feel so heartbroken, and this is why it's not like, oh man, those terrible Jehovah's Witnesses were so mad at them. I'm broken-hearted by the fact that they have to follow this rigid yeah, religious system. They go door to door and, and, and exactly. they're not entering the narrow gate, you know? Exactly. Amen. Well, when you're in that passage with them, you're able to say, hey, look, you can go to, I would go to Revelation 14 first, and it's strategic, and then Revelation 17, I just quoted a couple verses from each. But you establish that. You get them at least thinking. And at least they're seeing that maybe my hermeneutic is not very consistent because I want this to be literal, but then I'm taught all this other stuff is must be just figurative. But guess what? They're also told that the great multitude, the great crowd, doesn't go to heaven. But then you just read a little bit later. Check this out, Revelation 7, 9. What about this great multitude that no man can number, right? We read in Revelation 7, 9. After this, and this is just a few verses later in chapter 7, you read verse 4, now you go to 7, go, now let's look at this great multitude right? And it says, after this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. 
I believe this distinguishes them from the great from the hundred four thousand because no one can count this, this group, right? And this would this to them is the Jehovah Witnesses. Okay, they believe that they're the great multitude, the great crowd, but they'll be on earth; they can't go to heaven. But you say, hey, look at this though. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language. Now it's not from the twelve tribes of Israel, right? Standing before the throne. Brothers and sisters, this great multitude, Chad, way exceeds 104,000, and they're in heaven right before the throne, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, and they were wearing white robes, and they were holding palm branches in their hands. And if you go to read on from 9 through 14, you can even go down to 14, mentions them before the throne more than once. And, you know, John asked the elders, he says, who are these clothed in white robes? He's talking about this great multitude. And he says, these are those who were came out of the great tribulation period and washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. So it's really clearly that this is not the 144,000 from strictly 12 tribes, male virgins. Now we're talking about people from every nation, kindred people and tongue, a great multitude in contrast. And they, Chad, are in heaven, and they have the heavenly hope. Now it's interesting, Charles Taze Russell, who started the Watchtower Movement, he claimed the 144,000 had basically reached their limit as, as early as 1881. See, they believe the 140,000 they originally taught were being, with all the early Christians, for the most part, were like part of the 140,000, you know? And then by 1881, nobody else could become part of the 144,000. There's a big problem with that because do you know why the 144,000 are sealed? They're sealed so they don't partake of the judgments, the wrath of God during the last 42 months of the tribulation period. How could they all be filled up by 1881? You know, it's just ridiculous on every side. And if you belong to the Watchtower Movement, we love you. Our hearts do indeed break for you. We beg you in the name of Jesus Christ, open your eyes. Realize you're being led astray. Come to Jesus. Write into us. We'll give you a lot of free stuff. Just encourage you in, in, in Jesus. But it's interesting, Chad, because he said that in 1881, the number was done. Well, before I explore that a little bit with you, Chad, it's interesting too. Do you know how many Jehovah's Witnesses claim, people claim to be Jehovah's Witnesses right now? It's between eight and nine million. They claim to be, that's almost all the great crowd. Plus some of the 104,000 may still be alive. What's wrong with that? Well, the great multitude, no one can number. They tell you how many Joe witnesses there are all the time. And they say they're probably less because some of them are, you know, mentally ill or some of them, you know, uh, have fallen away and what have you. And some of them aren't real, uh, you know, active Joe witnesses. So it's not a number you can't, that's not a, you know, we're talking about a great multitude man from every nation, kindred, people, and tongue that goes to heaven. So the JWs often regard the 104,000. They're also off, Chad, biblically speaking, when you go to the great multitude. And the scriptures only speak specifically in terminology of the 144,000 a couple times and the great multitude specifically a couple times. And the times that we do see those scriptures referenced, specifically addressing those groups by those names, it totally contradicts the Watchtower. Now, they changed the number. Charles Taze Russell said the great reaper was then due to be present. That seven years later in October, 1881, the sign calling, or the high calling, I mean the high calling 104,000 to heaven, he says, ceased. Now, Judge Rutherford moved it from 1881 when he took over from Charles T. Russell. Uh, Joseph Rutherford became their next president after Russell died. He changed the date to 1831. And then, then that date was changed later to 18, or to, I'm sorry, to 1931. Then it was changed later to 1935. Now, what happened, Chad, is they started to realize we better keep, they started moving the date because guess what? People are dying off. And the 104,000, we have too many. We're outnumbered now. And the tribulation, the great tribulation, which they are kind of historicists in a way, right? 
But they're realizing, man, we're not even headed to the end of the world yet, and we've got the 100,000 already dead. And we're going to reach a time where nobody could be the 100,000 because we've already filled up that number. So now, guess what? It's open-ended. They said, well, really, we can't put a date on it after putting three different dates on it, at least three that I'm aware of. Now say, oh, we really got to keep it open-ended because maybe God's giving special revelation to people, even today, that they're among, among the 140,000, just like they kept missing the date of Christ, the resurrection, and so forth, and they keep kept you know producing new dates. The last one they picked was 1975, after 1914, after 1918, after 1925, after the 1940s, and then after 1975. Since then, I don't think they've done it because there's more ex-Jehovah Witnesses often than there are Jehovah Witnesses because when they pick the wrong numbers— there's mass exoduses, and a lot of people just don't get the memo that this is a false prophet you're dealing with. So it's interesting. This this is a statement that uh, they also state, and I'm not going to read the quote because I got some really good zingers that Chad I want to share with you. But they actually said, well, there's 104,000. Maybe they're not, there's more room because some of these guys, they got a false witness. And, you know, it's very subjective, of course. And some of them are mentally ill, or they said have mental stress, you know, they just thought they were, and so forth. So they, since the numbers don't, they don't fit with the numbers, they have to come up with excuses. Now, this, I think, is huge, Chad. When you're talking to them, you're letting them know, hey, this doesn't fit who you claim or your Watchtower group claims they are. Maybe you can go to heaven. So you, what you need to do is you need to pit them against the lying prophet that's been leading them astray. Let them know that they're being held from the gift of life. Jesus said that the scribes and Pharisees can compass land and sea to make one convert when they're done with them. By the time they're done with them, make them twice the child of hell. And he said, you're keeping people out of the kingdom of God. And that's what the watchtower does. You yourselves will not enter. You yourselves yeah. will not enter either, yeah. right? The leaders. So it's really interesting here because that asked them and say, well, all these 104,000 have been sealed. Maybe there's a few more, but most of them are dead now. But do you know, then ask them, do you know even the purpose of, because you're spending all your time pretty much here in, most of your time in Revelation 7 now. Do you realize that? It's pretty easy. And you say, do you realize why they were sealed? Ask them, do you know why they were sealed? And a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses won't be able to answer you. See, it's right here in the text. It says why they were sealed right here in Revelation chapter 7, verses 1 through 4. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or any tree. Then I saw another angel coming up from the east, having the seal of the living God. He called out with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. Do not harm the land and the sea or the trees until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. Chad, these 104,000, when are they sealed? In, in Revelation. Yeah, and, that, and right before what? Right before the, the, the multitude, the trumpet judgments happen. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. I mean, that's the about seals to have already place. been happening yeah. to a degree. Yeah. The tribulation, but this is before these radical judgments begin to fall out. And it's right before that that these guys are sealed so they won't partake of God's wrath, showing that the 144,000 are alive in the future. Yeah. They're not people that have been being sealed for 2,000 years. Now you're showing them, you're giving them context, saying, hey, this is something that takes place in the future, and all 144,000 are being sealed on earth because they're alive. They're obviously not in resurrected bodies coming back to life because they need to be sealed from the judgment of God. Now, you might say, well, what if I'm not sealed? Well, guess what? If you're a Christian, right? If you're part of the great multitude that no man can number, right? And you're putting your trust in Jesus. Guess what? Christians, these are 104,000 Jews, and they're, they're the remnant that God saves them, and there'll be a restoration of Israel. But those who belong to Christ, the Bible says that we have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. 
We will not partake of the wrath of God. We're not appointed God's wrath because we're covered by the blood of Jesus. And it's the Passover blood that covered the houses through the Passover lambs that were slain, where a picture of Christ protected them from the death angel, right, Chad? So we today, I mean, the word the word lamb is used dozens of times, like three dozen times, around three dozen times in the book of Revelation, more than every other place it's used of Jesus in the book of Revelation, in, in the rest of the Bible, to emphasize that we're saved by his blood from that wrath. But not only for a thousand, since they are being, they're being sealed to be kept from God's wrath, because it seems at this point they need still to be born of the Spirit and sealed by God, but God sees who they are, right? They're crying out, and he's going to reveal who Yeshua is to them. Now, it's remarkable here, Chad, because now you're able to prove that not only are they male and are they Jews and are they virgins, which the JWs aren't who claim to be the hundred for thousand, but you're able to prove that the great multitude is made up of all people from all nations, and they're going to heaven. And the Jehovah Witnesses are not the hundred for thousand, but you're able also to prove that, guess what? These hundred for thousand have been getting sealed according to the Watchtower. It's a lie. They don't get sealed. They even, the sealing has not even begun. And we know it happens just before the 42 months. And we know how long the Great Tribulation is because we read in Revelation 11, 2 and 3, it speaks of the Gentiles will trample the holy city for 42 months. And I will appoint my two witnesses and they will prophesy for 1260 days clothed in sackcloth. Revelation 12, 6. The woman, that's the true Israel, because the Watchtower teaches replacement theology, that they've replaced the Jews, which is the anti-Semitic, satanic doctrine. Revelation 12, 6 says, The woman fled into the wilderness, that's Israel, to a place prepared for her by God, that she might be taken care of for 1260 days. Then in Revelation chapter 13, verses 5 through 7, it says that the beast will make war on the saints and he'll overcome them. It says that he'll rule over every nation, kindred, people, and tongue. It says again, for 42 months. And I'm going to take a breath here, Chad. I want to have, hear some of your comments on this. Uh, and... This is, to me, such an effective way to show that they're being lied to. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the biggest thing here, and, and Joe's trying to, to convey, is, as he mentioned, they have taken a place where they've said, hey, this is your authority over the Scripture. But then when you can show them clear in the context that whatever doctrine they had derived from this statement, that they've taken that something that— and it's interesting, Joe, because it's not— obscure when you actually read it. It literally tells you who they are. Sometimes you'll read a text and sometimes there is some things that are obscure and, and you're like, okay, I got to, I got to try to understand that, put some text together, but this one's explaining it. And that's the name of the book, right? Apoc- Apocalypse, yeah. right? It's the revelation and John to is the revelator. Unto, to show unto God's servants. Yeah. Not to and, hide it. And then it's telling you what this is. It's kind of like when I read you know, Revelation chapter 20, and then you have people getting all sorts of things where all of a sudden this thousand year means anything. Uh, you know, it means, uh, you know, it's just symbolic of a thousand years or this, even though it's said, I think, six times in the text. Yeah, six times. And, 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 and you're like, guys, what are you doing? And when you see there's a reasoning for this, and I believe it has to back go back to control. And one thing, I know before Joe uh, go, goes on this a little further, one thing I, I want to tell you, do not abandon because you've learned a certain way of reading the text. Do not abandon the truth of God's word because you're finding out that this is not true. And I'm saying that because so many of the ardent atheists that I have met and talked to used to be Jehovah's Witness or people that are into the New Age or whatever it may yeah. be. And so now, because they've had this prism where they can only understand the scriptures through the watchtower, then they find out that the watchtower has been wrong. Therefore, they think there is no truth. In, in terms of the scripture, but no, you've been lied to. You've, you've put on goggles, yeah. and now you have these 
these kingdom hall goggles on the scriptures rather than taking them off and reading them by way of who the true Holy Spirit is. He's a person, by the way, Amen. by coming to know the Jesus Christ who preexisted, the come to know the Jesus Christ who created all things and nothing came into being but by him. And he is the exact representation of the Father's person. In him dwell the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All of these texts that you should write on your heart and realize that there is truth found in the scriptures of the resurrected king, not simply by spirit, but the one who said, touch and see that I am flesh and blood, and then was called Hokeriosmu Kaihotheosmu, the Lord of me and the God of me by Thomas. I say all of that to say, I, I would hate for a Jehovah's Witness to see this, see, wow, yeah, that's obviously, it's so clear, Joe, that this isn't just the people going to heaven are these Jehovah's Witnesses who followed these commands and went out to the earth and were his witnesses, according to Isaiah 43.10, but that they're virgin Jewish boys from the 12 tribes here, and then say, well, I guess it's not true. Yeah. No, there is truth, and what we're trying to show is truth compared to the lie you've been told. Amen. Absolutely. Well said, Chad. In fact, I would add to that that if somebody shows me that I've been given a $100 bill and it's not really, it's a counterfeit, Okay, I'm going to jettison that, you know, cut it up, throw it away. But you know what I'm not going to do? When I have a real $100 bill, oh, you know what? I don't want this one either then because I had a counterfeit before and just throw away 100 bucks, you know, and I really have a $100 bill in my wallet, but I had it and it's real. <laughs> I'm not going to throw it away. How much more if you're a Jehovah's Witness and you realize, yeah, this is this is a phony religion, this this watchdog movement, don't, it's, not, it's worse than throwing away a $100 bill. That, that'll, that, that, that won't have a big effect in your life, but you're throwing away eternal life. And the fact that there is a counterfeit shows you there's a truth. And we're simply showing the truth. And we're about the truth. We're about God's word. And the true church of the living Christ is true believers that truly love Jesus and follow his word, sola scripture, and don't follow the vain teachings of men and cults. So I want to say a few more things. You could give the Watchtower person, the, the Jehovah's Witness you're talking to, a quiz. And I like this because, first of all, you could point out, like Philippians 3.20, Paul says to Christians in general there at the Church of Philippi, he says, but our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. It's not just for the 144,000. And by the way, Hebrews chapter 12, 22 through 24 says, you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to the myriads of angels. And he talks about the, the spirits of just men made perfect. There's not this annihilationism or soul sleep and then annihilationism as the watchtower teaches. That's not what Ecclesiastes is not talking about the eternal soul there. In fact, so what's the quiz? The quiz is this. Ask the Jehovah's Witness now, Ask them, what, where, where do those, and just I'll just give you the question too. Where do those who go, or where do, those, where do those who do not have their names in the book of life go? Ask them. Just say, hey, I got a question for you. Where do those who do not have their name written in the book of life go? Where do they go? And if they know their Bibles enough, they'll quote Revelation 20.15. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. And say, so, yeah, you got that right. That's right. Another question, where do those go whose names are written in the book of life? Then they probably won't be able to tell you. Then you go to Revelation chapter 21, verse 10, and then 27. Listen to this. And he carried me away, says John, into the spirit to a mountain, great and high, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. So he's seen Jerusalem, right? He made a new heaven and a new earth. Here's new Jerusalem. Nothing impure will ever enter it. Nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. You're going one of two places. You're going to the lake of fire or you're going into the heavenly kingdom. And guess what? You could say, okay, what happens to those? How do you get in the heavenly kingdom? 
Revelation 22, 14 and 15. By the way, we're studying verse 15 in our Revelation series on Sundays at our fellowship. I'm going through that right now. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of life. Where's that? New Jerusalem. And may enter by the gates into the city. What city? New Jerusalem. Outside are the dogs and the sorcerers and the impure persons and the murderers and the idolaters and everyone who loves and practices lying. Guess what? That's in the lake of fire. Revelation 21.8 says, but the cowardly and the unbelieving and the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. You know what? And I'll, I'll close with this. You can let them know that they are keeping you from heaven because the spirit and the bride, it says in Revelation twenty two seventeen, at the very end of the Revelation, just a few verses from the end, it says the spirit, the Holy Spirit and the bride, the church say, come, let him that hears come, let him that is thirsty come and whosoever will let him come and drink of the water of life freely. Where does that water of life come from? Go up to the beginning of chapter 22 in Revelation. It says out of God's throne comes this great river, the water of life. That's in the heavenly throne and everyone's invited and you are invited if you're a Jehovah's Witness. Just turn from the watchtower and their lives. Turn to Jesus Christ. Let him be your Lord and Savior. Turn to the word of God. Let his word be a light, a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. We love you. Come to Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com slash goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll-free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.